Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome everybody to the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Uh, it's a nice little show today. Jake Blandsmere on to chat of the sport. Uh, plus one of the most realistic motivational Mondays that we've ever had. Yeah, sometimes you need to set the bar low so you can easily clear it. You know, you don't begin high jump at the highest one and see, you know, you're just going to feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Start low, clear it, feel good. Yeah, it's the way to go. Uh, and we're also going to attempt a world record. We haven't done that for a while, so. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically. <laughs> Stick around for that world record attempt. Yeah. Did I say wow. that was a world record? Yeah, it was a world record. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> but we'll kick it off first with Ben Harvey. Politics. Crime. Sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Muggeros. Well, give me those headlines. As of today, Instagram is implementing paid subscriptions for some of its followers. It's called OnlyGrams. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, they are gonna, you're going to have to start paying to follow some of your favourite... Uh, Favorite uh, people online? Is there anyone you will pay for? No, okay. no, I don't, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, are you going to start charging? No, no, no. Your mum will always get to see it for free, as she should. Uh, billi- <laughs> billionaire Elon Musk has been criticised for how he's handling his newfound job of the boss of Twitter. Firing staff and refusing to let others know their future. He seems to be hiding the real reason he's dragged this stage out for so long. I dub it. Elongate. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh no, it's like there's layers, there's levels, you know. Uh, uh. Good times. Uh, this one is even better. Um, okay. What a turnaround from the first one. I know. Uh, Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico, who were controversially oh, yeah. in a relationship, have gotten married secretly over the weekend. Uh, it was apparently a beautiful wedding, so much so that Miss Puerto Rico even said to her wife, it's okay. You can cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> it's not better than Elon Gate. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's, it's, it's as good. <sighs> like, let's tidy up that first one. Yeah. Well, maybe that maybe that's what we needed. That's not, I wanted to have false sense of security. So, you, like, know, you were like, oh, it's going to be a bad day. I'm desperate. I'm in the desert. I need ah, a drink of water. Ah, ah Gatorade. <laughs> this weekend, I was just helping out my mate. Uh, my best mate, he needed uh, to move fridges around town. Okay. Because uh, he was getting, so he was getting his mother-in-law's fridge, and then his fridge was going to another one of our mates, and so we were like ferrying these fridges around. Ah. And uh, I'm glad we didn't have to take the third fridge somewhere else. But basically, the one they were getting yep. absolutely like schmick, I was gonna say, top of the line, leveling up. Yeah, absolute. Because his mother-in-law is moving out of her house into an RV. Oh, really? But she had bought only a few years ago. Like a four thousand dollar fridge. Yeah, I was say, so importantly, um, did it have a little water thingy? Yeah, this, it had wow. it, like it, everything. It was a big, like two door silver fridge. Absolutely amazing. Uh, it was it was so hard, so hard to lift. Yeah, onto the ute. But we did it. We get to my mate's place. Yep. And then we encounter a problem. Oh. My mate hadn't measured any of his doors. Okay. Any of them. He just assumed that... He thought, of course it'll fit. It's a fridge. It's got to be able to get into most houses, you would think. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair... It's a fair assumption. It's a fair assumption. Um, And so we get out the old tape measure, and it is like nowhere near 
it is nowhere near because we're like, how, can we take the doors off the hinges to get a little bit extra? Yeah, can you take the walls off the house to get can, it in? Yeah, what can we do? Because yeah. it was like 36 inches wide sure. at yeah. its thinnest point. Yeah. And the doors are like 30 at their widest. Oh. We even took, we even took off like the glass. It was not going to happen. Really? And I was like, how about we'd like, how would we leave it here outside until we can figure it out? And we take the next fridge off to my mate's place. Yep. And he goes, Nah, what about the window? Oh, yeah. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> Go through the window. This behemoth of a fridge, this big two-door deluxe fridge. This is the other thing of like, do we want to treat such a fridge yeah. in this way? And we gave it a red-hot crack. So we take the window out. Wow. <laughs> and we, the, the way we figured it out is if we can get the bottom onto the windowsill and then a person runs around to the other side and yeah. we, like, slide it through, Yeah, we can, like, use the wall as, like, a counterbalance. Okay. So we prop it up onto the sill and sort of, like, slide it half in. Yep. And then he runs to the other side yep. through the house. And as I'm standing there holding this end of a $4,000 fridge, his neighbour appears. Oh. Seeing me... With a fridge ah. halfway out a window, ah. that's what he could think halfway out, and yeah. it's no, it's halfway, it's halfway in, mate. That's true. And he sees me, he looks at me, and then he just walks away. Yeah, because you know, it's not his problem. It's not his. He knows the rules. Yeah, he knows how this works, and you don't snitch if it's not your fridge. You know. Last week on the show, we had a complaint uh, from lovely Sylvia and Cervantes. She wasn't uh, too pleased with us talking about the old poop. <laughs> Uh, like we are trying to be better, yep. you know, we've, look, it's now before seven o'clock if we need to talk about it. And I yep. feel like we need to talk about this because it's not us who have begun this conversation. No, it's the people of Xmouth. Why? What have, uh, what have Xmouth said? Uh, Xmouth had a, uh, like a mystery street pillar. No, uh, not one of these. Yeah. But, and look, they obviously believe there's no hard feelings because someone's, you know, uh, someone's dropped... Dropped a couple off right near like a business. How bad is it that you can immediately tell? Like you know, you just know. <laughs> like it's real bad, but you can just go, "Yeah, that's human." <laughs> someone, yeah, someone pl- planted one uh, right outside, like a workplace roller door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, they're not taking it too personally because it could be, it could have been an accident. Yeah, it could have been like a, oh no. I'm overcome. I need to yeah. go right now. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. And so the business on the outside of the shop have installed a toilet roll holder. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. I feel like you might accidentally encourage more yeah. to put the toilet paper available right there beside the roller door on the outside. But at the same time, but very considerate. Why wouldn't you put like a, like a bucket? <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean? Like if you're doing, if you're doing that, you may as well go, like put a hole in the ground or put a porta potty there or yeah, put a, like, you know, what I, a communal toilet just sat there. Could you do the plumbing for one? You know what I mean? Like that's like I don't know at a bank putting like a box of ammunition. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like you are welcoming. You're inviting them. it. <laughs> Game cards do not actually talk. That's right. We take a famous. Well-known location from a part of WA mm-hmm. uh, and find a terrible review. Yep. Now, it's a 4.5 typically, but a two-star review coming oh. from Jenny. Not good. Jenny, not impressed. Uh, Jenny 
is from Perth. It's a two-hour drive from Perth, she said, and not worth the trip. Oh. The water was warm, the colour fairly aqua, but not nearly as great as the pics. That's the main takeaways yep. there. Uh, now, we got uh, got Maddie from Mika Thara on the line now. Maddie, are you having a guess of Guess Rev Who? Yeah, mate. I'm going to have a crack at it. Yeah. What, um, what do you reckon? I'm, I'm, only ge- I'm guessing... Uh, I've been to Australia, but um, Lake Clifton... Ooh, that's not a bad guess. That is not a bad guess. You're in the right. I you're in the right part of the world, but it is not. Ah, oh, Matty, no, it is not Lake no, Clifton. I Idiot. Yeah, you got a second uh, one. Did you say? Yeah. Have a go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what about Harvey? Um, Harvey Dam or Harvey Weir? <sighs> Incorrect. All right. You uh, want a third guess? You have a third <laughs> guess. There's not too the many guesses. Two fellas. What? I guess two. Okay, two, <laughs> two is plenty. Now you can have a guess as well, like Maddie from me, yep. Dara, or one eight hundred zero double one triple six. So we know it's not Lake Clifton. We know it's not oh. the the Harvey oh. Harvey Dam. I reckon I'm out. Uh, can I have a stab in the dark? Yeah, go is for it. it. The Black Diamond. Black Diamond. Bloody Diamond. Is it? It's Black Yay! Diamond Lake. Black Diamond Lake. Yes. Uh, typically, like, have you seen pictures of it? Yeah, like the, it looks amazing. The water is like so blue, but according to Jenny, she was not she was not and, impressed. And it looks like one of those places that would be annoying with people with like um, little lilos and stuff like that. Oh, like just it, filled it with does it. look yes. annoying. And she said so. they were all on top of each other. So there you yeah. go. That's how we play Guess Rev Who. Now, Michael Ross, I want to talk about the clap. Uh, just the the record, like that actual the actual clap, actual thing. Uh, is everything else all right? Yep, everything else is fine. Uh, up. The other guy, uh, there's a guy who is going for the world record for the most claps in one minute. Here it is here. Great. Jump. Whoa. Yeah. Taking it to the next level. That's just clapping, like a, like a round of applause. I like how the way to do it for the Guinness World Record is actually your hands shuffle up and down. Yeah. You yep. go fingers to palm of each hand. Now, 1,042 in one minute, uh, I believe. So I thought we could do one-sixth of that if you want to give it a crack. So we'll do 10 seconds because I don't want to subject everyone to a minute of that. You and want we, me to clap for, yeah, we like breaking, for 10 seconds. Yeah, if you want to get old mate down, because I don't want you to steal his claps. So he's going to do it for 10 seconds. Oh, times it by six. As I can't imagine. That's what Gitter does. I'm going to have to try and count as well. No, I'll, I'll count. Okay. okay. All right. One, two, three, go. <laughs> Time. I'm gonna say fifty-three. I was trying to do his up down. Yeah, no, method. it was a good it was a, it was tough. It was a good one. Okay. So how does he do it so far? Six. Three hundred and eighteen. Three hundred and eighteen. So and I'm he still got at... one thousand and forty. So he's going about three times faster than that. Got go rogue here. One eight hundred zero double one triple six. You reckon you can beat Michael? <laughs> <laughs> can, <laughs> can you can't. I'll give you a triple M price back. <laughs> Blam, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us on the line now, as he loves to on a Monday for a sports wrap, it's our favourite sports reporter, Jacob Lansmere. Morning, lads. Nice to chat to you. Uh, mate, what is going on with the World Cup? Like, what? Like, just sum it up for us. Finished, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Australia's, Australia's out of it, so it's all over. They've, they've packed it up and called it a day. Now, it's, it's sad that Australia's not involved. Uh, they didn't start well, and that left them with too much work to do. I mean, with some rain around, uh, they only, only uh, lost the one game, but it comes down to net run rate. So 
Australia miss out and uh, England and New Zealand go through from the group. We needed Sri Lanka to win. They couldn't help us out. So disappointing, but that's, uh, that's cricket, as they say. You don't play well enough. You don't deserve to go through. Now, I'm just glad that the Netherlands got a win in the in the second phase because they got through the first group stage and then uh, they they beat South Africa. So uh, I think that's a big win for them for a for a second tier team. Do you think? Absolutely. I was going to say, Jacob, do you think that uh, anyone from Australia is going to lose their job? Well, uh, I, I think a few players will choose to retire. That's the polite way <laughs> they moved on. I think uh, Aaron Finch, I think, would have played his last game for Australia. He's been a great servant. Hasn't been a great last 12 months for him across the two white ball formats, but uh, he's been a terrific servant of Australian cricket. Uh, played in, in 50 over World Cup times for Australia as well as the T20 World Cup last year. So uh, we forget that pretty quickly, but he will depart. I think David Warner will go. I'm not sure if Steve Smith has much more of a role to play uh, in the Australian T20 side. And there's talk that the bowlers, the, the, the bowlers that were talked about a lot, Stark, who was dropped for the last game, Hazelwood and Cummins, that maybe they won't be playing either uh, in the future in T20 cricket. So it could be a big turnover. The next World Cup's in 2024 in the USA, of all places, the oh, USA wow. and the Caribbean. So it's a little while away, but um, yeah, I think it'll be a very different-looking Australian team by then. So if we're done with cricket then until Boxing Day, uh, where, what has caught your eye so far? Well, the Wildcats had a win at the weekend, Jen, so I'm not sure how closely you've been following their progress, but for years we just we look at the scoring. Yep, Wildcats won again, they're top of the ladder, they're doing their thing, but they lost five in a row. Yeah. So they beat they beat Adelaide over in Adelaide, 94-89, and it was an important win just to steady their season because all sorts of talk's been going on. Sack the coach, he's only been there for eight games, and sack the imports, they're no good either. So, yeah, we're a bit impatient as Wildcats fans because of the success over a long period of time, so... Thankfully, they had a win and steadied the season a little bit. Do you think that they, uh, they're going to end up in finals or are we going to build a reverse streak where we went to the finals for 35-plus years? We're now going to miss the finals mm. for a second year. There will be a riot, Mitch, before, uh, <laughs> before that happens uh, with the Wildcats. We know how passionate the fans are, but I still think they'll be pretty close. I mean, for all of the doom and gloom, they lost five in a row, but they won their first three. So that win at the weekend means they're now four and five and their season is still very much in the balance. Uh, it's very rare that, uh, that the Wildcats don't have a, a better than a 50% win-loss record, but that's where they find themselves. But I think there's enough improvement. You've still got Bryce Cotton in your team. You've still got guys like Blanchfield and Norton who are good players. I still think they'll push pretty hard to, to finish uh, in the top four. And, of course, there's the wildcard opportunity as well now. So I think they're every chance still of finishing in the finals. Wildcats for the wildcard. You heard it here from Jacob Landsmere first. Thanks, Jacob. Nice to chat to you, Lance. Have a good week. Thanks. I want to talk about probably the most exciting content I've ever brought to the show, and that is Curtain Content. That is right. Uh, You've been following the journey of I had a hole in me curtain, and I had to replace it. I went to a closing down spotlight, which as the leader of the bargain bin is your favorite type of sale, which is a fire sale, uh, because they're just trying to get rid of everything. There were $280 curtains. So expensive. Got them for 20 bucks. Great. Great blockout curtains. However, they were clearly made for a circus tent uh, or <laughs> a mansion in the Maldives because that, it was like it would hang from like the second. I'm in an apartment block. I'm on the ground floor. Yeah. It's like they were supposed to hang from the second floor to down. the ground. So it's like a two person curtain. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Uh, but no, so I could either take them up, sell them. Or just move them and buy new ones. So I've 
moved them and bought new ones. Of course he did. Well, it's like a lot of effort to sell them on Marketplace. I don't want to have to deal with some Janine that's going to fleece me. And I don't want to have to sort of like, how do I get them taken up? What am I, a 50s housewife? I don't know how to, I don't know how to sew, you know? So I've just gotten rid of them. Yeah. Uh, and I bought some cheap ones, uh, $20 ones, uh, and I chucked them on. Uh, and the, the debate was often, you can't just take them out of the packet, put them up. You got to like iron them or steam them. Yeah, because they're all folded and they've been yeah. in those packs for a long, long time. Very creased. I thought gravity would take care of it. Eventually, didn't. No, I'm, we're talking like I reckon that's going to take. It would have taken like ten years. <laughs> like it was like which would have worked out, which would have yeah. been fine. Uh, so I chucked them on the ground and I bloody ironed them okay. <laughs> on the ground. On the ground, yeah. Because I was like, how do I? I was like, how how are you supposed to? On an ironing board. You don't want to damage the ground. What's nah. your ground made of? No, nah, it's because I got a rug. A carpet, so it's fine. So you're ironing the carpet also, as well. <laughs> fun fact, fun fact, don't have an ironing board. How do you iron anything? Just on things. <laughs> on things? <laughs> well, like the kitchen table, yeah, you're like, time to things. do my shirt. Sometimes I'll iron my uh, shirt up against the wall, you know? Why? <laughs> you're going to damage know. the paint. No, there's no paint on the wall, it's fine. Well, Mitchell's DIY is next level. So you've ironed these on the floor. Mm, yeah. uh, how have they come up? The crease is gone? Did it work? I don't know. Have you seen them? I did see the new colour of yeah, them. Yeah, what are your what are your thoughts? I on don't the, like uh, them. Yeah, like I prefer like I preferred even, the lo- ones that were too long. Because even the creasy, like I haven't done. They're still a you've, little. You've ironed them. Yeah, I you? know. You've I know. I know. Just wild. They're more creases than your forehead. I know. That is <laughs> wild. Your eyebrows raised at the moment, I so do. they're quite distinctive. <laughs> Called me old. Um, no, it's a fair point. I'm very, I'm very creasy. Um, Better take the iron to those crow's feet, thought, too, mate. Thoughts, um, how do you? That was rude. <laughs> I'm already down and out. Um, what do you think? Oh, like, do I go old curtains, new curtains? I mean, you can go to my Instagram, Instagram page, Mitchell Tinley, if you must see my yeah, curtains. Yeah, his personal Instagram. Yeah. Head over there now. It's not good enough for the show. Uh, but no, what are we th- where are we? What are our thoughts on these curtains? <sighs> I I prefer the black ones. I thought really? I, actually, yeah, I actually did. I don't like those white they ones. They look very, yeah. They look a bit too cheap. But they look very casting couch, the black ones. So... If you take, because the woman upstairs who invites you for milkshakes, can she sew? God. <laughs> oh, no, the woman. Oh, yeah. Can she, some, can she take up the first set of Sorry, curtains? there's a neighbor for anyone that doesn't know. There's a neighbor two stories above yeah, that yeah. has offered me milkshakes and stuff before. And she probably could sew. But then if I'm like, hey, what are you going come in, come inside and sew me curtains? Take up She'll the curtains. She'll be like, yeah, hey. <laughs> Is famous on your phone, 1-800-011-666. You've got a famous number in there. We want to hear about it, and maybe we can convince you to do a little bit of the swap. Okay, so we've got Tim from Bunbury on the line now. Tim, do you have someone famous in your phone? I do. I have the uh, West Aussie rapper draft in my phone book. Oh. Now, are you a rapper? I'm not. I've just been a big fan for a while, and um, at some point got his number and got chatting. Wait, how? What? How, how, how do you, you get, get his, his number? number? You just got to catch up with him at a pub, and it turns out he's a pretty friendly bloke. Oh, he'll just hand it out. So right. he was just like, you were just having a random chat. He was just having a beer. Can only imagine. It was a draft. <laughs> and he went, we should stay friends. Yeah, well, we got chatting. We uh, we knew a few people, had a few mutual friends anyway, got chatting, and um, yeah, we stayed in touch. So. Do you use the number? Because it's one thing to give it out. But have you actually been game to use it? Uh, every now and then we have a chat, but uh, not very often. It's just, 
I don't want to go too too into his personal life, you know. Do you, how long ago was this? Uh, probably two, three years ago okay. now. Do you reckon he would remember you? Uh, I, I hope so. I think so. I think he would, yeah. Can we trade you for his number? Well, what are you putting up for trade? Well, you can either have a triple M prize pack or you can have Andrew Gaze's number. Would you like the number of basketball legend Andrew Gaze? Uh, I would. <laughs> is it is it is it worth the trade? I mean, I have others, but no, I'll, I'll swap Gaze for the draft definitely. What, right. are you, what are you going to talk to Andrew Gaze about? I don't know how to actually get the ball in the hoop for once. <laughs> <laughs> so we're to some songs. We'll do the trade in private. And uh, thank you, Tim. Uh, we're getting ourselves draft. Plus on one eight hundred zero double one triple six. We are looking for famous people in your phone. We've already scored ourselves. Uh, West Australian rapper Draft. Yep. Uh, he's actually doing some great stuff with West Australian Symphony Orchestra soon. You might have seen that uh, on your TVs. But uh, that's, a, that's a good get. Yeah. And we were amazed that Tim just met him in a pub and got the number that yeah. way. And look, we're, we're open to trading. We've got a few numbers. You know, we're not supposed to trade them, but we will. Or, I mean, we could find them. Have you got, you got like a Damien Martin in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see? Uh, now, we've got Kai on the line now. Kai, uh, have you got a famous someone in your phone? Yes, I do. Who do you got? I got Russell Waterman. What? Really? How'd you get that? Yeah. Well, my mum works with him. Oh. And does he know that you have you, you have it? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, have... we'll tell him who Russ is. Well, <laughs> Russ, so Russ is Jake Waterman's uncle. Yeah, yeah. So have you used it to get to Jake Waterman? Is that was that the plan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have you actually made, like, made contact, or are you too yeah. scared? No, I've made contact. Oh, what was the reception? Were they, were they, were they happy, to, happy to have a chat? Yeah, yeah. Really? Right. He signed stuff for me as well. Really? That's, that's what we love to see. Now, are you willing to trade Jake Waterman's uncle, Russ? Would you trade his number? To, to us for a number or yeah. for a triple M prize is there, back? Is there, any, is there any numbers that you wish you had of someone? Um, well, I don't know. I would probably, like, I probably wouldn't trade, no. No, okay, no fair, no. It's, I'm glad you got the number. You're the right man to have it. That's He would respect that. Thanks. Feeling a little flat after the weekend? <sighs> Dreading the work week ahead? <laughs> Well then, it's time to get energised. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Tony Robbins Motivation Station, the one, the only, Shet Thanks. Boys, 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 great to be back for another week, back end of the year. Want to fire you up. Have you ever thought that you're getting a little bit too fired up? Sometimes you need to be demotivated to be motivated. Yeah. Sometimes you get, it's, you know, it's one step forward, two step, two step. Back, forward, you know? Yeah, that's how you get there. two-stepping all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you get there, nah, okay, yeah, that made perfect sense. Uh, so why not set the bar nice and low so you can achieve all your goals? Yeah. Don't commit and you can change it. That's the first mantra of the day. Okay. Don't commit and you can change. If you commit, you're locked in. Yeah. No flexibility. Surely you want to be flexible in a world of high performance. Don't commit. You can change it. Are you motivated? How are you feeling? Not it? really. Not really? <laughs> Not doing it for you, but you, you hate commitment. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I thought uh, you really liked but it. But I do like changing it. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Okay. Go the extra mile. Yep. 
only once in a while. Yep, perfect. Boom. On board. I mean, because then I'm motivated to when I do do it, to do it. It's worth it. Yeah. If you go the extra mile every day, yep. it becomes the new norm. Your boss stops caring about you going the extra mile. Yeah, it's They great. then expect it. Yep. So go the extra mile once in a while. Yep. Final little mantra. It's like hurdles. You jump over one of those ones. You're like, oh, cool. They do it like 500 meters. You're like, <laughs> do it faster. Yeah. Final one. Ma- yep. Mantra, just say this to yourself this week to get yep. you fired up. Yep. Do the job right. Yep. Good for a night. Yep. Do the job okay. Yep. You'll be back another day. Well, you are married. <laughs> I feel like tradies can relate with that, you know, because yeah, if the yeah, job's yeah. done, yeah. that's your pay done. Maybe they'll let you go after that. They go, oh, contract's finished up, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you do it okay. Yep. Like, keep, just enough. They'll keep needing you to fix it. Yep. So, never fully deliver. Motivational about that. <laughs> Uh, a story coming up this morning. Uh, Tony Abbott, former Prime Minister of Australia, Tony Abbott, old onion eater himself. Yeah. Uh, he believes that he has a great idea that he'd like to put forward to like the Liberal government, obviously to like build their next election case around. Yep. He said, how about we bring back mandatory service? Really? Yes. So mandatory military training. Uh, left Australia in 1972 under the Whitlam government. Does the Navy need any video gamers? Because you bloody... I mean, mate, it's all about drones now. Yeah. And uh, you could make an army of us nerds. But he he reckons that young people, when they leave school, should yeah. go and do some mandatory service, much like uh, South Korea. They have it, BTS. Yep. Uh, the big K-pop boy band. They actually have to break up for three years yeah. in order to go and do their service. Uh, and he actually thinks it should just kind of be for anyone, but over eighteen, and I think below thirty-six. So we, if it if it got made into yeah. law, we could be caught in that, Jeez. and uh, have to break up the show and go and do some military service. Yep. Now uh, the article that was sort of going through this even threw in some other things, saying it doesn't have to be military; it could be um, aged care homework, it could be peaceful <laughs> work. So that's going to war <laughs> every day in the trenches. Yeah. Uh, and then at the bottom of the article, because here's the thing, I was like, I wonder if Tony is old enough yep. that he did it. Yep. Or maybe he's just been in the military and he's a military man. And they reveal at the bottom of the article, it says, despite Mr. Abbott's suggestion, he himself has not served in the Australian military. Ah. He goes, however, <laughs> he did train as a Roman Catholic seminarian. Huh. <laughs> like... That's not the same. That's not the same. They know that the Salvation Army doesn't have guns, right? Is that what a seminarian is? <laughs> a seminarian is someone who works in the church. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, so is that what you're thinking? No, no. <laughs> if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.